0: This is Zips Unlimited, a show about the University of Akron, its
1: programs, its people, and its community. Zips Unlimited is produced by WZIP-FM. Hello
2: and welcome to another episode of Zips Unlimited. My name is Chris Kepler, General Manager here at WZIP. If you haven't heard yet, it's a special day here in Colby Hall. Uh, This is our 60th anniversary And I hesitate to say the 60th anniversary of WZIP because some people may not realize, it's been a while, that we actually started out as WAUP. There was a call letter change uh, many years ago. And I'm going to welcome in in just a moment Blake Thompson. Blake was um, a longtime broadcast engineer here in Colby Hall, uh, retired after 30-some years. He's joining me in the studio. But before we begin talking a little bit about this radio station, I want you to hear from some people who really define what we're all about.
3: Hi there, I'm Cameron Justice, a former sports director at WZIP. I'm now working at News 5 Cleveland as a sports reporter covering the Browns, the Cavs, the Guardians, and so much more. And I just have to say, I don't think I'd be where I'm at without WZIP. It opened so many doors for me, allowed me to network, and gave me so many incredible opportunities, and some of the best friends that I've ever had in my life, who I'm still friends with today. So, I am forever grateful to WZIP. So, of course, I had to say, happy 60th anniversary to the program, and here's to many more years of creating amazing opportunities for students and being a staple for the city of
0: akron hey guys i'm jeremiah widmer class of 2006 from uh, the university of akron wzip and formerly icy cool on the air Uh, i also think i was music director at one time too sorry carrie i made you do all the work but uh, happy birthday wzip 60 years of churning out the best and the brightest In uh, the world of media, I am the host of the Jeremiah Show on 96.5 KISS FM, and it all started from just a little 18-year-old kid wandering up to Colby Hall thinking WZIP would be something cool to getting a D in my first anatomy class changing my major from athletic training to the uh, man I present you today. Man, questionable. Uh, big thank you to everyone who roamed the halls at WZIP and ZTV from Mr. Beck to Ms. Fosnot, Blake, uh, Phil. It's uh, not Dr. Hoffman to me. He's still Phil. Thank you uh, to my student fellow students as well. We created all this crazy, crazy content, and uh, you're all responsible for what I put on the air every day. So happy 60th birthday, WZIP.
1: What's happening, y'all? Khalil Smith checking back in. in a long time. I'm here with the Los Angeles Lakers down in Southern California. Um, but first, I wanted to wish WGIP a happy 60th birthday and anniversary. Um, during my time there, I was a production director, I was a radio host, and also a sports reporter there. I had the best of times, of course, with the best people. And I made a life, some lifetime friends that I still keep up with to this day. So it was a very special place. Dear to my heart, I'm always here to help. Um, As for the students now, I mean, I was just like you. I was a normal student at UA, um, was changing majors, found the radio station, and this is what happened. So it's okay to dream big. Lock in y'all, the hits are back right here in WZIP.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Kathy Vogel. I am a former WZIP news director, program director, and on-air personality from last century let's put it that way (laughs) i have to say that my time spent at wzip has been the best best memories in my life lifelong friends you can't beat it currently i'm hosting the afternoon show at 97.5 wone in akron you're looking good for 60 wzip here's to another 60 and more
1: Hey there, I'm Nick Koser, a uh, former DJ director at WZIP. And right now I work at Fox Weather in New York City. Happy 60th anniversary, WZIP.
3: Hi, I'm Yvette Nicole Brown and I joined WZIP so many years ago, I don't want to tell you and scare the children, but just know that it was so long ago, Mr. Beck was still there. While I was there, I was a DJ on the Soulful Journey and I also made my way up to program director. Um, I learned so much Um, at WZIP and I use so much of what I learned and what I do now as an actor and a host so I just wanted to make sure that my video was included so I could say happy 60th anniversary and thank you for teaching me everything I needed to know to have the career of my dreams. Love you guys. Hi, I'm Rock Nushi, former WZIP sports director and DJ from 2015 to 2018. Now you can hear me on the airwaves of AM 930 and 100.3 FM WEOL in Illyria. I am our media content coordinator. I also anchor the afternoon news and do local high school sports play by play. For me, it all got started back in Colby Hall in Akron. So happy 60th WZIP. Hi, I'm Lucian Tini. I went by Glenn Jeffries at WZIP, and I was there before it was WZIP when it was WAUP. I was there from uh, 1986 to 1990. And uh, it was the first, what, three and a half years of my 11-year broadcasting and radio and TV career in Northeast Ohio. I was the program director, music director, uh, let's see, uh, training instructor, play-by-play announcer for University of Akron Soccer, and of course, a DJ twice a week. And I say this unequivocally, that WZIP molded my career and shaped the way for my radio and TV career, and eventually my stand-up comedy and TV hosting and voiceover career in uh, Los Angeles. And I could not have done that without the staff and uh, the general manager, Tom Beck. And I say this without reservation that working there, being there, was single handedly the greatest experience of my youth I've ever had.
2: Hey this is Nick Jordan, former DJ director and on air personality from twenty fifteen to twenty
4: seventeen at WZIP and now work at iHeart Raleigh, work for B939 where I'm the afternoon host and the APD. This place is pretty cool. You got a pool table. And I just want to say without WZIP I wouldn't have anything that I have, so I'm glad that I walked up to the third floor of Colby Hall because now I get to work with awesome people in an awesome place. Like, what's going on, Blair? This is promotions director, I. Heard Raleigh. How many times
0: do I have to
3: tell you to get in my office?
4: All right, that's what I'm talking about. Happy 60th anniversary to WZIP.
3: Hey, Chris Oldak here, former WZIP teammate, class of 2011.
0: Currently an on air host and producer for ESPN Cleveland and Good Karma Brands. So thankful for my time at WZIP. They really helped give me the foundation that I needed
2: to start building my career. Happy 60th, WZIP.
4: Hi there, I'm Ray Petlin. I was at WZIP from 1996 through 2000. There I was a music director and a DJ, and I learned valuable skills that helped me out and helped me get a pretty nice career. Right now, I'm the meteorologist during the evening newscast, Monday through Friday at KDKA-TV in Pittsburgh. It's a CBS affiliate there, and I wouldn't be here without WZIP, so happy 60th to you.
0: Hello. Brene Creer, a formal radio personality with WZIP. I did graduate in 2016, but while there, I was at WZIP from 2015 to 2016. And that's where I grew my roots to know that that's what I wanted to do in my life. So I currently have a radio show titled Listen Up Radio that airs every Friday on iHeartRadio and WDRB Media. So shout out to WZIP because that's where I got my start. And now that is my path in life. So I just want to take the time out to say happy 60th WZIP. Without you, I wouldn't be where I am today. So thank you so much.
4: I'm Dave Skosin, the radio play-by-play voice of Akron Zips football and men's basketball. As a matter of fact, I'm at InfoCision Stadium and the team is practicing down
2: there somewhere. Our games are on 640 WHLO. Because of my time at WZIP from 1996 to 2001, I've had all kinds of opportunities
4: ranging from minor league baseball to talk shows to being a newscaster. So thank you to everybody at WZIP. Congratulations on a 60th anniversary.
3: Hi there, my name is Rachel Evans. I was the entertainment director, music programming director and a DJ at WZIP from 2017 to 2021. I am currently the evening on air personality at WQMX here in Akron. Happy 60th birthday to WZIP. Thank you for all that you've done for me and so many others around the
0: world. Happy birthday and here's to 60 more. Hi, my name is Stevie Struhart and I was on the entertainment news team in the promotions department and an on-air personality at WZIP. I am currently the morning show producer for Q104 and Star 102 in Cleveland, Ohio. I would not be where I'm at in my professional career if it wasn't for WZIP, so happy 60th. Hey guys, it's Claire
3: Patton, former WZIP Entertainment Unzip director, and I just wanted to say happy 60th birthday to WZIP. Thank you so much for all the memories and
1: I can't wait for 60 more. Happy birthday. Hey, my name is Isaiah Hood. I'm a former WZIP alum. I was with the sports team from 2014 to 2018. We did a lot of really cool things, and now I work for the SEC Network with ESPN. I've been here for about the past three years, and I'm loving every second of it. So shout out to WZIP, the University of Akron, and happy 60th anniversary.
2: You know, Blake... When you hear some of those voices, I know some of them have come through since you've been gone, but I think most of them almost you all recognize. of them I
4: recognize them uh, and it's great to hear from them again. That's that's one of the things I really love about WZIP is the camaraderie and the family atmosphere. Everybody that came through here felt like family to all of us. We we really, you know, we felt that on our end at the on the management and engineering levels and and it's nice to see it carried on.
2: Oh, for sure. And it, you know, I, I often tell students when they come in um, when they're you know considering doing our our new member training and so forth, that this, in all likelihood, will become your college experience. This is what you'll think of when you think of college days. Um, and I think hearing from some of these people, which is really a sliver of the people who've come through here and actually a sliver of the people who, We know of who are successfully working in media today absolutely um but i think they would back me up on that i mean i'm still friends and in regular contact with my wzip friends from 30 plus years ago yeah you know and it's it's really amazing that camaraderie that 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 kind of familial atmosphere that we have
4: yeah mr beck was the dad for everybody Mm -hmm. and i was kind of the the cool uncle for a long time there (laughs) <laughs> um, at least that's what, that's what they told me, so I, I, I'll go with that. I I, I, I don't mind that, but it was it was a it was also such a great training ground because you know there was excellence was expected, mm-hmm. and everybody was part of that. So all the students they they knew their excellence because we told them when they were good and when they were bad, and and they knew that, and that's how it carried forward. That's why we were able to keep that. Still, stay as a family, but expect excellence from everybody because that's what WZIP was. We mm-hmm. were we were the top notch, and we wanted to
2: stay there. You mentioned Mr. Beck; that's Tom Beck, who was the general manager here for also thirty. You you were he, both. He here was thirty five years. I did thirty six. I had to get one more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it really has been what? About maybe six seven about years. Six ago, seven years since, since you retired, and yeah. he retired maybe three years or so before that. I think so. Yeah. Um, you two are known as you know really you know not the founders of the radio station, but definitely built the station um, from from where you found it to, to you know to when you left it. Yeah
4: and that's one of the things one of the things I still have in my office at home is a plaque from the students thanking me for building the promised lands because that's what we called Colby Hall in our time when we were in Gazetta in the back in the corner in the dark, away from the bathrooms. <laughs> um, we were looking forward to this space up here in, Gazetta, in Colby Hall as our promised land, and it was great to get it done, get it built, and have the space finally to to do what the program really needed to, which mm-hmm. was continue to grow and, and evolve. Now we were um, the station was didn't it start in Colby originally? It started in Colby in the in the '60s originally. Yeah, that uh, was in the basement there. They had two small rooms. And uh, an emergency shutoff for you know, that was installed in the late '60s in case they got a little too political. So uh, administration could come in and shut them off <laughs>
2: surreptitiously in the background. <laughs> okay, and then move down to Gazetta Hall, and I, I remember those studios. And yeah. It seemed really cool at the time, but, I mean, we were very cramped for space down we, there.
4: It was When it was first built in the 80s, it seemed like it was plenty of space. They had room for the studios and the GM and a secretary, and that was about it. But as we started to realize we needed space for people to gather and space for a classroom environment, things like that. We started to take over classrooms and offices and Mm -hmm. it just still, it was still too tight and the studios were getting old and they were designed for again, older gear, so they were really cramped mm-hmm. uh, relative to what we have up in Colby Hall now and you know when you have the space it's just easier to teach too you're not all looking over your shoulder you have room and we can put monitors up with editing software and things to show students now what they're doing and you know it's it's just a lot different environment mm-hmm. when you design it for something and, and include what might come in the future. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah I think so and it, you know you mentioned um, software which I mean for I'm going to say what Half of W's actually more than half of of this radio station's existence, software and computers would not thing. have been a part of it. Yeah.
4: I, w- I was here when we started using <laughs> any computers. It was all for Associated Press initially, yeah. And we got a computer with a whole megabyte of RAM. We were wondering what we're going to do with the extra two hundred K because you didn't need that much back in the day. <laughs> so yeah, it kept uh, moving forward though, and that was the one of the things that we always wanted to do was keep it not on the cutting edge but we wanted to keep up with the broadcasting industry and it's you know it was tough to do but we were able to still keep up with the gear and the software and the the bits that allowed the students
2: to train and be able to move forward because they
4: had professional style stuff
2: well, you know it's really and that's kind of indicative of, of what your job was and I, it, I think it kind of started out as one thing and as the industry evolved and technology evolved your job changed. Completely didn't it yeah I used to be a radio and RF tech and then I became a software
4: person, you know a computer tech, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm at now too is you know if I had decided oh i don't want to learn new stuff i wouldn't I would still be stuck out of transmitters but i I love the learning and that's one of the reasons I liked being here all, all the whole time. I learned something every day on the job and mm-hmm. i still I still appreciate that I still trying to learn something new um, and computers was a big part of it it was it was that change from Putting in a cart or putting on an album and hitting the button to pushing the button on a computer and it plays the next six songs in a row for you mm-hmm. and all you got to do is focus on what you 're going to say next, so it allowed a little bit more creativity and less focus on the technology mm-hmm. for
2: all of us. do you remember um, any of the people who preceded you and Tom Beck Did you know well who were? Richard McGraw was the engineer before I started oh, okay
4: uh, he was and he was my mentor when I started. he was the guy that got me up to speed to enough where I could become chief engineer in the mid-80s. But he was the chief engineer at that beginning time. He had worked at WKDD for a number of years uh, and moved up through the campus but was always tied to WZIP. And, you know, Dick McGraw was the, the great uh, comedian engineer in my initial existence in engineering circles. He was. He loved to, you know, why did that fuse blow? Oh, it was just too much current. Okay. <laughs> I'd like a little more than that, but okay, we can start there. Uh, uh, prior to to mcgraw i don 't i 'm not sure who all was here. I know we had some folks that were campus people that did a lot of the work initially. Mm-hmm. you started when I started in thousand nine hundred and eighty okay so the station was only about eighteen years old yeah yeah so i didn't i didn 't expect there was a lot of folks, and I know McGraw was hired in in those
2: the mid 70s if I remember mm. correctly so I remember him from I had independent studies under him when the, yeah in the old tv studio down because he Hall, was a, he was a really good instructor too so yeah yeah we had I ran cameras on Friday mornings for the the Akronary Association of Churches I still remember that I talked to folks and it's like well how do you know so much about religion well I, t- yeah. <laughs> I taped a lot of those shows right yeah <laughs> I know it was it was it actually was kind of an interesting it was thing. I always, I always enjoyed it, those very inclusive of really any any kind of faith I think that that wanted to be a part of the association and wanted to tape a show they could yeah. do that you know yeah. and and I, I, as a student i mean i was running a camera and sometimes i'd have to do i think some audio or some i don't even remember offhand but i remember it was on friday mornings at like eight in the morning yeah which for a college student wasn't the greatest thing because thursday nights were kind of popular to go out with your friends at least it wasn't <laughs> a saturday morning right that's right <laughs> <laughs> you know speaking of saturday morning um the saturday morning polkas that's been a mainstay here not for the entire 60 years but I think a
4: little my more whole than two time. thirds of it. Yeah, my whole time here. Uh sat- even even when I started Saturday morning polkas was a thing, then it was Ed March uh and his crew and Linda Polka Linda came on. Mm-hmm. She was a kid, you know, at the time when I started. So I know she's been carrying it carrying that forward, but that is still if I tell people, you know, one thing about WZIP, besides being student run, we have the oh, yeah. top polka show in northeast
2: Ohio yeah. and have for 40 some years now, I there think. There are so many people who associate the station with the polka's first, first, right, right away. And Matt Schaefer, I should have invited him to come in today. Um, you know, Matt has been doing that for 30 plus years. Yeah. Um, you know, and kind of turned it into what it is. And obviously, he's had some help along the way, like the voices you just heard a few moments ago at the end of the show. But, um, yeah, the Saturday morning polkas uh, with our Nielsen ratings too. It's it's very obvious that I mean that's like the biggest thing. Yeah, that was you
4: know. one of the things when we did the uh, the power increase in the eighties. We were hoping to get a little more coverage into Parma, and we did. Even though we had to, we couldn't get as much as we wanted because there's an eighty eight point three up in the Cleveland area, but we we definitely got a lot more coverage in that that. Polka mainstay of
2: mm-hmm. you know
4: south, southern suburbs of Cleveland.
2: You've been involved in in radio and other aspects too. Um, certainly now in the last few years, but I think even before that, you know you've provided a lot of services for other stations around you know this part of Ohio. Yeah. You know how wh- how would you describe um, how you think college radio is is different than than commercial radio or, or even non commercial that's, that's not college. college. Well.
4: You know, for us we, we got a lot of static back in the day because we were college radio that wasn't college radio. College radio by everybody's thought was, oh, you play whatever you want, and the shows are all over the place and you can play this, there, and this. We had that when we first when I first started, when Mr. Beck first started, it was kind of the music students ran the station mostly, and they would play whatever they felt like. They'd bring their albums in and they'd play Bird and they'd play old jazz or they'd play stuff and then we started putting some structure to it. And that was when, you know, Nivette talked about the Soulful Journey. Mm-hmm. That was a huge show for us back in that time period. And we expanded on that, and then we went towards more soul music overall. And then we, it, you know, we had the ability to shift back and forth was, was a big bonus for our college radio station, even though we are trying to be a professional broadcast training. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ability to shift focus and shift formats without having as big a kickback really helped develop the station. And then as we started moving forward from that, getting to those pr- more professional-style, Top 40-ish-style formats, mm-hmm. uh, the CHR, Contemporary Hit Radio, as they call it now, we we were able to move towards that a little bit easier without the, the advertisers breathing down your neck. I've, I've worked in a number of commercial stations and, and other uh, educational facilities, and there's no place like it but there's a lot of college radio stations that do a great job training. It's just there's nothing. They're generally doing more music you don't hear on mainstream radio, mm-hmm. and there's there's a place for that. I have no problem with that. But that's not what we were about. Right. You know, at once 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 we started getting going, and Tom said, "I want to make this a professional broadcast training program. We have to run it like a real radio station." So we did. That's what. That's why the students are successful. That's one of the, the, one of the parts of it was we didn't run it like a college radio station where you could do whatever you want. We ran it as a professional broadcast radio station with sales teams and programming and everybody, mm-hmm. but it was just all students.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it's not the norm. It still is not the norm. Um, a lot and of that's, wh- that's one of the things that makes it so great. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm heavily involved with an organization called College Broadcasters, Inc., And been on their board for the last three or four years and, you know, to their conventions and some of our online activities we do and just meeting people, you know, a lot of the stations are, you know, first of all, internet only, a lot of them. Yes. Yeah. A
4: lot of them sold (laughs) off their broadcast.
2: Right. And, um, a lot of them do that freeform style, uh, still, you know, where they'll have 130 DJs on a schedule that, but that's because some of them work every other Tuesday from three to 4 PM and, and. That's the jazz show and then this one plays the hard rock and this one plays whatever else and and that's great like you said I mean there, there are a lot of different ways to approach this but um, the way that we do things here and have been for you know all these years about 40 I think is what you're saying yeah um, is it, it much more mirrors the industry and better prepares students um, for you know for that type of structure because you a lot of people don't realize um, at any radio station that DJs very rarely, Get to pick very much music at all, yeah. The 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 request shows are (laughs) a little
4: more programmed than you might expect.
2: (laughs) I mean, I and and people compliment DJs and they'll they'll accept the compliment, but really it's that it's the music director and that PD that are actually you know determining what's going to be played when. And we follow that here as well. Yeah, Um, there's a little bit of room for flexibility, but not not too much. You know, it. You know, some of our other our programs we don't really talk about them much on Zips Unlimited. We, I mean, the show is often about you know other facets of the university, but. Um, we do have one thing that is um, I guess reflective of what a lot of other radio stations do, college radio stations, that is, and that's called late night local Talent, um, where we do play some music that you're not going to hear on other radio stations. Um, you know a lot of uh, local musicians, local talent, they'll they'll contact us and they want to be on the air. They want to get their their you know their song, their rap, whatever on the radio. Yeah, it's different than just getting it on the internet. It, it really is. is. And even though a lot of younger people are obviously turning to other sources for for audio entertainment, um, having that on the radio still means something. You know, it yeah. still does. I, I, I do I do get frustrated when I hear people say, "Oh, nobody's listening to the radio. The radio is dead." And yeah, tell that to the ratings people
4: because radio is still the top listened to. Yes music
2: format in the country right uh, even for, among, for, for listening right for, for music and yeah. even among young people it it's still, still extremely popular yeah. at least the way that they compile this data um, you know more people have been accessing radio than television than smartphones than internet than anything exactly um, now, now granted radio is different than it used to be and our purposes and, and, and why we're accessing radio is a little bit different but that's why it's important I think for radio to continue its own evolution and reinventing itself, which it's been doing. I mean, you know that's, the history. When TV came into play, radio would be dead. Yeah, completely. radio was supposed to be dead several several times now. Yeah. And yet it's still the big horse in the block,
4: really. Right.
2: And that's one thing, you know, we're trying to, again, um, you know, kind of follow the industry and, and better prepare students here by, you know, thinking of WZIP in a lot of different ways. You know, one of them is through developing podcasts because that's, you but, know, where a lot of audio entertainment and information and so forth comes from. Um, and some of that stuff is things we have on the air versus, you know, you know, what we create just for podcast, um, late night Uncle talent is not on that podcast schedule yet. I want it to be very much, but yeah, that's on that's... Mondays, by the way, at 10 PM, um, probably not for the next few weeks because the students are, are gone for the, for holidays. But, uh, again, in January, we'll be putting that back on the air. I want to mention sports power talk. Do you know when it started sports power talk? <sighs>
4: Uh, it started up here in Colby Hall once we had okay. a delay system. There was there was sports talk, <laughs> but sports power talk would have been 99. Okay. I've been wondering for a while, so good. Yeah. The sports talk when we were still down in in uh, Gazetta Hall, we had we started a talk show with Gary Faust because he was the coach of the Zips at that time. Yeah. And we could get almost no callers. So we kind of t- phase that out short-term. Yeah. And then once we got up here to the new studios, uh, I think it was Ken Carmen and some of the the folks that, you know, you can hear now on our mm-hmm. local airwaves that started that sports power talk phrase, uh, but I'm pretty sure it was the late 90s, okay. early, early
2: 2000s. Oh, that's that's still on. It's a live, uh, unscripted show. It's on Sundays from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. Um, and they actually have kind of a cool thing that um, Jake Murr and the current sports director developed just this this semester. Um and now I can't think of the name of it. It's on Twitter. And basically, he's soliciting people to ask questions. Um, Hot Mike. He calls yeah. out Hot Mike. it Hot mic, And it doesn't necessarily have to be a question about what they're talking about. It could be anything. I mean, sometimes it's goofy stuff. And sometimes it's you know making all kinds of odd predictions and things like that. But it's a lot of fun. And it's definitely getting traction. Because we yeah. also, um, you know, sometimes technology... Sometimes what we need and what the university needs and does are two different things. And so we, we definitely had some problems with phones um, over the last couple of years. But it's also when you think about that young audience, you know, their likelihood of communicating on a phone is really probably through an app or just straight texting rather than calling people. So I think that's why Jake went hot mic route and, and otherwise uses social media to try to engage with listeners you know, and
4: well, and that's if you're if you're talking sports, you need some input because it, if it's just you and your friends talking sports, it gets boring. So you need yeah. that extra input to come in. So yeah,
2: yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they've been doing a great job. Um, we have a, another program called Entertainment Rebooted. It's on Sundays after Sports Power Talk. That's not a, a live show. That one's um, that's recorded at least at this time. And uh, Zips Unlimited, of course, are one of our other you know locally produced programs. Uh, most of the time, though, it's it's music, and it is uh, rhythmic CHR, basically hip hop and rap. Um, we have some alt music on Sundays from six to twelve, and uh, of course the polkas. We mentioned the polkas, but I didn't tell you when. If you're listening to this show, you probably just caught the end of it, but they're on from eight a.m. until noon every single Saturday, every Saturday of the year. So those guys never miss one. No, no, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> not not in my time. <laughs> you know what are what are some of your other um, I guess major takeaways from from WZIP When you, I mean you already said when you look back you think of all of these people who have come through and and you know, the success that they have achieved um, what are some other things that you really strongly associate with this station to me that's the
4: biggest one is, yeah. is the friendships I've made over the years with the students um, you know the only thing I like about social media is the ability to still connect with them mm-hmm. even though we're spread out uh, and and just to see keep keep up with what they're what they're going on. We've had so many folks that have met and gotten married and had kids through the program, and you know I like keeping keeping up with a lot of those because I started when I was nineteen, so I was the same age as a lot of those early students mm-hmm. that came through the program. So a lot of us have kept in touch a little more than some of the more recent ones, where I'm like the old man down the hall. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's been. It was where I was supposed to be for 36 years. It was it was my spot. I was supposed to be here working with Tom, working with the kids, because it helped me become a better person, become a better engineer, and just just kept me here in Akron, and that's where I really wanted to stay. I It was hard finding jobs initially, you know, when you broadcast engineer. But when this job came open, it
2: was the perfect fit, and I couldn't be happier to have spent 36 years here. But I tell you, it's it's kind of flipped from what you just said, hasn't it? Where it was hard for you to hard to get a job, but now, uh, now my a lot services more are are supply. in
4: high demand because there's not a lot of us left. A yeah. lot of folks have retired in uh, broadcast engineering, and I'm 62 now, and I'm still one of the younger ones in the area. Mm. <laughs>
2: yeah, we need we need if anybody's listening looking for a career path. No, I, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a great great area to go into. Uh, study IT. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Well, that's what we we're just saying. Yeah. I mean, everything is run by computers It's kind of like mechanics. You know, you used to have to know how to use a wrench. Now you have to know how to you know, use software yeah. to fix a car. <laughs> yeah, because all the comp- everything's <laughs> got either a web page or a computer. Doesn't matter what it is. Right. Okay. Well, i I think we're gonna call it quits here. Um, boy, sixty years. I certainly haven't been around for all of them. I was a student at WZIP for you know a couple of years. Uh, at the end of college, I graduated the first time in nineteen ninety one and you know, back in this capacity the last several years, but um, so many great things have happened in between, and you know, we're certainly proud and, and, and thankful, uh, I should mention, too, to the University of Akron, the Board of Trustees, uh, which actually holds our license, um, you know, for, for keeping us around and realizing the, the value in, in having a college uh, student-run radio station, um, hearing just some of those success stories um, you know, a few minutes ago. Yeah, that, that really just begins to tell the story, but I've, I've argued many times, and I know you'll back me up, like You know, we have a lot of students who come through here who have no intentions of working in media. They just think it'd be cool to be a DJ in college, you know. and yep. Yeah, sure, it is. Um, they still take away things, you know. We, we have the opportunity to see them from from our viewpoint, and, and especially some of the ones that stick around for, you know, three, four sometimes more than four or five or six years, but whatever. But the growth that we see, and I think more than anything, it's a level of confidence. Um, A lot of these freshmen, when they walk in the door, they might be confident as an 18 year old, um, but that's a little bit different from when you're 20, 22, 23 years old. And we get to witness that and using these airwaves, using this equipment that you've kept up with this. And now John Knobloch keeps up with, with it for us. Um, you know, the, the, the maturity and I think the confidence, and they can take that to anywhere. It doesn't matter if they're working in media. It doesn't matter if they want to be an accountant, whatever they want to do. They still are and have told me that's where they got that. It taught them, I, I guess, taught them slash allowed them to be who they want to be, um, to let their personality shine, and and to make friends, which as we were saying at the very beginning, in so many cases are lifelong friends. Yeah.
4: Yeah, and it's and it still also boils back to that professionalism. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that the program has had this entire time and you've continued to move it forward is that expectation of professionalism. And that's part of that, you know, that growth that we see in the students they become more professional they start to understand what it means to be a professional mm-hmm. when they're here and they that that they can carry forward throughout their entire
2: life all right well happy anniversary WZIP
4: happy
1: anniversary WZIP Zips Unlimited can be heard each Saturday at noon on 88.1 WZIP FM Z-